let's continue on our lessons on meeting with the King of Kings and being prepared to talk to your God and connecting to your God in, the, in, in, in a very real way. So the previous lesson, we talked about Yirah and the various types of Yirah. So now let's, let's really dig in deep and, and uh, learn the ways to acquire uh, fear of punishment. Let's learn to have this, uh, to acquire this fear. And so we explained before that there's a certain difficulty in attain, attaining fear of punishment. Gehenna is a spiritual place that can only be sensed by the neshama. And so the only way to attain that yirah is through the neshama, not through the body. The body senses only material entities and not spiritual ones. So one suggestion is not to focus so much on the suffering in Gehenna, but primarily on the suffering in this world, which the body does understand because the eyes see and the, the ears hear about it. For example, you might visit people who are bedridden and suffering from some like um, physical ailment. And so contemplate and understand that there is no suffering without sin. Contemplate that and understand that, that there is no suffering without sin, as Hazal have taught us. So earlier in these lessons, we elaborated on the work of contemplation. I hope that we've all are doing that every day. It's spending an hour a day calmly contemplating and then speaking to yourself and then speaking to Hashem. I'm hoping that we're all doing that throughout the day because this is the purpose of these lessons, is to get you there. And so now let's show you how to do this with, with the fear of punishment, okay? So you might be sitting next to a particular object. And after thinking to yourself, you could say to yourself, I see an object that's not mine. I seemingly have the ability to take it. No one sees me, so why won't I do this? And the only reason is that Hashem commanded me not to steal. So this is true, and you certainly know it intellectually, but you might not feel it. You must therefore work to acquire the simple fear of punishment. And then you continue and you say, what would happen if I would go over it, stretch out my hand, and take the object without the owner's permission? I would violate the Torah's prohibition against stealing. But what happens to a person who steals? Hasbe Shalom. And so in addition to having to pay back whatever the person has stolen, heaven will surely demand that the person be punished measure for measure. And so the same hand that stole may be mutilated or a person may lose the use of it completely. And this is how you should work on Yira based on the suffering of this world. And this is relatively simple because... We're all aware of the horrific suffering that so many people endure. But there's a problem with this. We see, we see wicked people sinning all the time. And why don't we see them receiving fitting punishment for their evil deeds in this world? So the answer is that even when a person does suffer, it's not necessarily all the suffering that he deserves. Most people don't receive fitting punishments for all of their evil deeds in this world. So therefore, you can attain only a portion of requisite yirah, by considering the suffer uh, the suffering of this world. So in general, there's two ways to attain adequate yira through tefillah and through the imaginative faculty. So as we said before, and note, most people's imaginative faculty is weak. And so the masters of Musar, on the other hand, made extensive use of the imaginative faculty, especially with regard to fear punishment. 
Rav Israel Salanter, for example, used to hold his finger over a flame for a short period, just enough to feel the pain of the fire. And this way he used physical fire to bring home the reality of spiritual fire. And this method is certainly proper, certainly, but in general, our teachers have seen that we in this generation, we're too weak to use it. We're too weak. And except for rare individuals, it's beyond the ability of most people. And this being the case, the best way is to utilize the power of tefillah. So as we mentioned before, before you begin to articulate your thoughts and speech, you have to start by contemplating the subject at hand. In this case, it's the fact that Hashem created the very concept of fear of punishment. And since Hashem does not do anything without a reason, so you have to try to understand why he created the fear of punishment. So every person experiences times when a person is inspired and times when he's not. So when you're inspired, you can access the higher fears, the fear of sin and the fear of Hashem's greatness. But if you're not inspired, and we all have such times, such lofty thoughts do not affect you. As Hazal said, when the Yetzirah dominates, no one remembers the Yetzirah. And that's when the Yetzirah is strong, the ability to contemplate and think lofty thoughts disappear. And so then you have to break the Yetzirah, not by thinking of the value of good deeds or how great Hashem is, but with the very thing that the physical body most fears. And what is that? Physical harm. Do you understand that? So if you don't work to instill this kind of fear in, in all of your avoda, then your avoda is in danger of being lost. And when you're inspired and your da'as is expansive, you can serve Hashem with passion and excitement, but when in a low state, the passion fades, and if you don't fear the consequences of doing wrong, you can fall, has shalom, into the basest types of sin. And it's for this reason that we all need to have the fear of punishment. And so this is not just a beheaded, after the fact, requirement. Hashem intentionally created man in a way that there will be times when he is in a higher state, and times when we will be in a lower state. And that's why Hashem gave us two methods to use each in his own times. When we're in a higher state, you have to use the higher yira. And when you're in a lower state, you have to use the lower yira, the fear of punishment. And that was Hashem's will. So when you feel small, low, and sad, when you feel as if you have sunken to like the lowest level of physicality, it is precisely then, my lovely students, that you have to, and you must employ the fear of punishment. You cannot at all times be in a state of shake off the dust and arise. You can't. There's times when you will be in the dust and you cannot get out of it. And at such times, your job is to work with fear of punishment. And this is Hashem's will. Okay. And this was his initial plan in creation, at least from the time that Adam Arishon sinned. And so that, therefore, so when you're working on fear of punishment, you have to understand that the purpose of the work is not just to avoid Gehenna. You have to clearly recognize that Hashem's will is for you to fear the, punish, the punishments of, the, of, of Gehenna. If you need help in attaining fear of punishment, then you have to read the words of Azal that speak of Yirah and their stories that inspire Yirah. And, and, and as we mentioned before, you should also read works like Rishik Chokmah, the, the, the section titled Maxeke Kibura Kever or Rav Yehuda Fatayas Minchas Yehuda 
Haros Mesapros, which relates stories about Neshamot that came to him from for a tikkun and told of their state in the next world and the punishments they had to endure in Gehenim. I can tell you, I read that book. I understand exactly what it is. I, there is a newness of level of Yirat Shamayim when you read his book. Read the book. I will recommend Rav Yehuda Fatayas, Fatayas Minchas Yehuda. And for sure, if and it's in English, by the way, it's in English, and, and it's an easy read, okay? And it's for sure going to change your perspective of what it is to leave this world. And such stories which reveal the severity of Hashem's punishments can inspire you. It can inspire you to fear Hashem. So even though you have to know that even if you read and you contemplate these writings, the attainment of Yirah is primarily in the hands of Hashem. So it's therefore incumbent upon us to pray, to pray for his assistance in this. You have to speak to Hashem and say to him, Master of the world, you have created me with a body and soul. When the loftiness of the soul is more apparent, I should, as you have taught, work with the fear due to your greatness. But in times of lowliness, I should, as you have taught, work with fear of punishment. And therefore, I want to attain the fear of punishment, Hashem. Master of the world, how can I attain the fear of punishment? The simple way, based on the writings of our teachers, is to utilize the imaginative faculty. But my ability to visualize and imagine such things is very weak, Hashem. Even when I try to contemplate in that way, it's weak. And it doesn't affect my heart as much as I would want. If I request of you, Hashem, then to either give me the tools for attaining the fear of punishment or to just put it in my heart. But I know one thing, Hashem, it's up to you. It's up to you to help to help me attain Yirah. And I will try to do what I can by reading the materials that you should inspire, that should inspire Yirah and to contemplate it. But I beseech you, Hashem, to cause the Yirah to enter my heart. And when you proceed in this way, my lovely students, and regularly pray for this from the depth of your heart, Hashem for sure is going to help you. Are you listening? Hashem for sure is going to help you. A true and good prayer that bursts forth from the depth of your heart for sure will be answered. Okay, and we said that fear of punishment has to be attained by each person. And this is the ideal way. And it's not a last resort. So consider the fact that in marriage, there's periods of closeness and there's periods of distance, right? So distance come from Adam, from Adam Arishon uniting with Hava prematurely before Shabbat. And as a result, women fluctuate between two weeks of purity and two weeks of impurity. And during the weeks of purity, there's closeness, bonding, and love. But during the weeks of impurity, then the tikkun comes through distance, difficulty, and pain. And that's the way of creation. The moon wanes and waxes, wanes and waxes. And the same is true with our spiritual state. It rises and falls, and each condition has its own avoda. So, Currently, we are prevented by attaining closeness to Hashem by the body. There's various ways to rectify the body. The first method is through the light of the neshama. The light of the neshama comes from the love of Hashem and attachment to Him. My heart and my flesh sing to the living God. You know, you must first work with the heart. And there the soul is evident and the heart can sing to Hashem, my lovely precious Batsi Israel. After that, even the flesh will come to praise and sing to him. All spiritual energy, whether from Torah, mitzvot, or acts of kindness, generates at least a little, at least a little light for purifying the body. And in this way, a little light dispels much darkness. 
And the second method is to rectify the darkness from within itself. And this comes from the fear of suffering. And this fear is deeply ingrained in each and every one of us. Our avoda is to utilize this natural fear to come close to Hashem. And that's how Hazal understood the Pasuk. Happy is a man who fears at all times. When one is worthy, such yira comes from a concern that our avoda Hashem may be wanting or that we may not be fulfilling the Torah properly. And if one is not worthy, our sins are themselves can make us fearful due to the very nature and due to the nature of the punishments that they entail. And this is the meaning of another pasuk, fear in Zion. It is due to his sins. So happy is the man who fears at all times. And this is the true way of Yirah. Since there is no man on earth who is so righteous that he does only good and does not sin. Doesn't exist. Each person knows our level of Abu Hashem. And we all know that our fear doesn't stem solely from the selfless concern that we might not be fulfilling the Torah properly. If, if we really had no sins, then the proper way for us would be to fear because of a concern regarding our Abu Hashem. But since we do have sins, we also embody fear in Zion. It's due to sins. And the sins generate Yirah. And Yirah in the face of the sins and their punishments is itself the rectification for these same sins. And so when we know that such Yirah is proper and that its current state, you, we have to employ fear of punishment, then we're going to surely rejoice greatly when the fearing, when we fear punishment. It's a, it's a profound idea. The Pasuk says, rejoice with trembling, meaning that when there is rejoicing, there should be trembling. So simply, we have to understand this to mean that where there is rejoicing, closeness, and friendship with Hashem, we also have to be in awe of His greatness. And this is certainly correct, but there's also a very profound idea here. So when we fear, but we cannot rejoice because of the fear, then we become disconnected from Hashem Shalom. You know, it's, it's like someone confronted by a large frightening dog who becomes fearful and is totally involved in that yirah. So just as there is a halacha that a mitzvah has to be performed with the proper kavana, the proper intent, and a mitzvah without the proper kavana or proper intent is inherently lacking, like a body without a soul, so do suffering and the fear of Gehenna require proper intent. And we also find in the words of Azal, if one refrains from a sin, he's rewarded as if he performed a mitzvah. And so yet, as we say this, as they say this, that it only applies when we resisted the temptation to sin. And so in that case, then we consciously intended to avoid the sin. And thus only is our restraint considered a mitzvah. So if we undergo some suffering, make an effort to rejoice in the fact that you're suffering. And that doesn't only apply when there's physical suffering like illness or pain. Even when you're working with fear of punishment, the fear itself is about getting depressed and living always in fear. They would rather live peacefully knowing that Hashem loves, loves them and accepts them and so on. But once we understand the real meaning of fear of punishment, you'll under, you will understand that as a man chastises his child, so does Hashem your God chastise you. A, a father corrects his son because he loves them. And each head... With each hit, although he strikes his son outwardly, the inward feeling is one of a loving father. And the same way, you can find the creator in the fear itself. You'll take the hand hitting you and kiss it because this is the hand of your father and you feel the real love contained inside. Harav Shach Shalom 
once stated that a person who lives with the Creator can be found with Him even in Gehenna. And there's no such thing as being separate from Hashem. You have to connect to Hashem from every kind of avoda, including the fear of Hashem. And so fear of punishment is first of all fear of Hashem, not just plain fear. When fear of Hashem is written somewhere in approving terms, people think it refers to Yirah because of his greatness or perhaps fear of sin. But in fact, even fear of punishment is absolutely fear of Hashem. So with the right attitude, you can become as close to the Creator as you uh, would be had you been involved in fearing Hashem because of His greatness. And there was a well-known incident revolving the Rebbe, Rav Chaim of Sons, right? When he was returning from the funeral of his son, he appeared happy. He was asked about this, and he responded with an example. A man is walking on the street, and suddenly someone slaps him on the shoulder, and he flinches and turns to see who hit him. And behold, it was his close friend slapping him on the shoulder as a sign of closeness. And you have to learn to feel close to Hashem whether you're giving, He's giving you a reward or He's giving you a punishment. Life has pleasant as well as difficult times. And they can all be utilized to enhance our closeness with Hashem. Be'ezat Hashem with Tzietat Ishmaya, may Hashem, may Hashem help us. We want Hashem Olam to become close to you, Hashem, in every stage and situation in our lives. We want Hashem Olam help us to learn and to have a desire to cleave to you, Hashem, and no one else at all times. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'Amen.